Welcome to Stories of Expansion, created by Gosha Gona and me, Wun Tan. This podcast shares inspiring expansion stories. We speak to amazing guests who have turned the biggest challenges and fears into blessings for themselves and others. We will be exploring how they've overcome their personal and business challenges to create a bigger impact and make a difference in the world. We will learn how they have survived and blossomed in times of challenge. We believe that the world needs us more than ever before. It is time to stop procrastinating and playing small. Let's show up more fully and achieve what we're here to do together. So today, we have an amazing guest. Every guest is amazing and every interview I love, but today I got so inspired and challenged and enlightened. And I can't wait for you to hear today's guest. Woon, what did you love about today's episode? Wow, this was such an amazing episode. I learned so many things, but the main thing that I really took away was the importance of being detached. Why detachment is such an important aspect to achieving business success and how I've sort of experienced this and been given this advice, but I think the way she explained it was so powerful and so logical and it totally makes sense. And to me, the thing that I took away was that I've got to be attached to the success that I want, but it's not the outcome that I really want. It's not the details, but it's the emotions that I'm after. And so being clear with the emotions, I think, is really important. But more than that is about actually experiencing the emotions even before you're actually achieving the success and sort of experiencing that emotion now rather than in the future. And that is truly powerful way she explained it. And I think it's such a good interview. Yes, I absolutely agree with you. And what I got out of it was something to do about making more a link between my heart and selling. Mm. Because, you know, I don't really like selling very much. I've never been in love with selling. And the way our guest actually talked about selling was quite impressive and heart-opening because she said it's sacred. Selling is sacred. And I never thought about selling as sacred. (laughs) And now if it's true that it's sacred and she explained it so beautifully why it is, then we can approach whole business, the selling, the marketing in a completely new way. And if that's the case, if we approach it differently, I wonder what will happen. Yes. I mean, it's such a beautiful interview and she explains it in the energy that she brings. You can totally feel it. And I think that's one of the things that she really preaches is the energy, even during the selling process, right, that she talks about. I think it's such a great interview. Fantastic. So inspiring, powerful, enlightening interview. Let's enjoy it. So today, I feel so excited about my guest. Today's guest is Lenka Lutonska, and she's an internationally renowned business and mindset strategist, but for female entrepreneurs. And she's also the author of Energetic Selling and Marketing, and a creator of Extraordinary Growth Academy. 
So Lenka, I can't tell you how excited I am about meeting you because we've never spoken before, right? I know, right? How crazy is that? <laughs> and I want to tell you how I first heard of you, okay? So my business, uh, or rather book coach, Wendy York, who helped me to create and publish my best-selling book, The Expansion Game, she called me one day and as we were chatting, she said to me, oh my God, you absolutely have to meet Lenka. And I said, why? You know, why? And she said, because she's one of the most incredible, incredible people I've worked with. And I said, why? And she said, because she combines money, business and spirituality exactly you know like she's one of our people and that was probably a year and a half ago right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. must so, have been around the time when i was writing my book with help of that's right wendy yes <laughs> and she was helping you to write your book so lenka can you please tell us what is energetic selling <laughs> energetic selling simply put is when we let our energy sell what i mean by it is to me, our personal energy is the most powerful currency on the planet. And what it simply is emanates from within us. It's what introduces us before we even open our mouth and speak. When we walk into the room, we have got some, you can say vibe, right? And it surely happened to you or to any of our gorgeous listeners that you walk into the room and you're immediately perhaps attracted to certain people and with some people, you're not. There is something that you cannot put your finger on it, but you're not able to connect with them. That's what personal energy is about, emanates from within us. And it's simply a combination of our beliefs, values, attitudes, actions, and of course, focus. Yes, so that's what creates our personal energy field. So my work consists on tweaking that personal energy, so to speak, or working on how we apply our energy in five major areas so we can create extraordinary growth in a business that I personally experience and many people I work with experience. So these areas are, of course, money. You mentioned money. These areas are selling and marketing and the structure of our own reality. So how we create our own reality and of course, other people. So how we apply our energy onto other people. Does it explain? Mm, very beautifully explained, yes. I want to find out more about it. But just for now, I would also like to ask you, Lenka, what would you say is your biggest success up to now? Apart from having wonderful three kids and a great husband, what would you say you could pat yourself on the shoulder and say, Lenka, you've done phenomenally well in this mm -hmm. area. What is your biggest success? You know, it's tricky for me to pick one as the biggest success. For me, it's more a series of smaller successes or rather decisions. I made courageous decisions that helped me to turn uh, perhaps the biggest challenge in my life into the blessings and a dream I'm able to live today. You know, so I could tell you what I'm proud of. I'm proud of writing my book and becoming a best-selling author. I'm proud of organizing incredible live events. I'm proud of building an incredible audience of very committed, passionate change makers that make us so much difference and are committed to their own growth. So I'm proud of many things. I'm proud that I could leave my husband at home, meaning we have got 
incredible family, you know, so we don't need to stress. My husband is going to work or I'm going to work. So I'm proud of many things, but it all comes down to making a series of courageous decisions and enjoying the results of that. Wonderful. So you've mentioned challenges, okay? So Mm. this podcast talks about how people have turned the biggest challenges, problems, tragedies into Mm. successes. So please tell us about yours. Mm. So my one came in the form of business failure. So I've been a coach and a coach trainer and as such in business (laughs) of coaching for the last almost 14 years now. Okay. And when I built my first business, it was reasonably successful, what we call six-figure business that fed me, fed my family. I worked with incredible people, allowed me to have that sense of freedom, you know, or I started to make big plans for our future. So things were really good. And I allowed another person to destroy that business very quickly. So essentially what happened, I couldn't even send hired, but I got a business mentor who was my client, as in I trained them in NLP, et cetera, et cetera. And the business mentorship then later turned into offer to become a business partners. With view at the time, it looked like, wow, you know, this is exactly the answer to my prayers because I want to grow my business. I want to go more into corporates. I want to scale my business. And this person is going to help me. Only to find out, of course, much later that I was dealing with Dr. Babia Cole's corporate psychopath. Mm-hmm. So the sole aim of this person was to destroy me. And he almost succeeded. And there are these last words on the last conversation that, you know, at some point I thought I could break you. I almost got there. And he almost got there. But certainly he managed to destroy my business. As in, I lost in a matter of few months my whole database of clients, social media presence, website, anything that creates a business. And I destroyed willingly under his influence uh, the most clients' relationships. And that was a horrendous experience for me, not only because I suddenly lost a livelihood and I had young kids at the time, and I went back into the struggle mode when I just was waking up every morning with a big knot in my stomach, worrying, will I be able to feed my kids? Will I be able to pay the basic bills? It created a massive strain in my marriage, you know, with my husband, who was always previously incredibly supportive, but there was so much fear, there was so much struggle that they were very close to divorcing. Oh my God. So you need not only <coughs> lost your financial security yeah. and the person reduced your self-esteem. Oh, that was the and, biggest one because I've, uh-huh. I, I lost the sense of, sense of self-identity. Like oh who am God. I now without that successful business? Who am I? And the, I was full of self-hatred and shame because oh. how could I allow it to happen? How could I not see through it? I'm a, for God's sake, I'm NLP master trainer. How could I allow myself to so manipulate it? So it created a hell, <laughs> a big earthquake in my life and in my psyche. But the time, which seemed like never ending, it was several years of struggle. <laughs> But that was really preparing me for doing my best work. And it forced me to go deep within and not just read spiritual books, not just watch the videos, yes, but really find that spiritual core within, that Uh connection that we all have. And that really became a basis of those subsequent decisions and changes I had to make about myself 
Yes. Which felt like suddenly my business to take off and rapidly grow and become what it is today. So it was really preparing me for doing my best work. So what do you think <coughs> he actually taught you, this, this person, whoever they were, she or, or he, what did they teach you the most about being successful and about yourself? Well, for the longest time, I was asking myself, how is that even possible that it happened? Because I was questioning, can I even trust my intuition anymore? Because it truly felt like the right fit, like the universe answered my prayers. You That's see? right. And what I found from this is that we can absolutely, universe always delivers and we absolutely can have inspired what feels like intuitive ideas that are not going to be fruitful if we get that guidance and we ask for that guidance from the place of feeling stuck or from the level, much lower energies. So when I was wanting to grow my business back in the days, yes, I run a nice, reasonably successful business. But guess what? I was still terribly terrified of what if I lose it all? Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It was what? Unattended fear. I was far too busy helping many other people, never attended fully my own fears that were playing in the back ah. of my mind. What if my ship sinks suddenly? And plus, there's not enough, never enough. Yes. Okay. And I felt like I need someone to save me. Oh my God. To help so- me grow. You see? So he was a perfect savior. Yeah. When you pray for it, yes, okay. from victim mentality as I want to be saved, that's exactly what I got. So my wishes were fulfilled, so to speak. Because oh of course the universe doesn't listen and your intuition doesn't give you idea to what you think you want consciously. It listens to your energy, to your vibration. And my vibration was, I'm not empowered enough. I can't do this for myself. I need somebody to save me. And what if I lose it all? I want to be safe or safe. You- You You know, Lenka, this is fascinating what you're saying, because, you know, today I went for my walk and I was listening to as many of your videos as I could, Mm. although I was listening to the ones that really, really attracted me. And in one of them where you were talking about the importance of being detached Mm -hmm. um, when you're setting your goals, okay, Mm -hmm. you were giving an example where you it was you or someone else, there was this goal that I want to achieve such and such a thing. And the person didn't achieve it at all. It was the best thing for them in that moment. So sometimes we desperately want something and we pray for things, we tune into things and we get an answer. Yes, go through that. And you got the answer. Yes, yes. Become a partner with this person because it was absolutely needed and necessary part of your growth. That's absolutely true. Everything that happens, I believe it's for a reason and a purpose. Reason being, we can look back and look at what could have it do better. I mean, it happened because of those fears, unattended fears. It yes. happened because I wanted, I was actually functioning still from some form of victim mentality, but it also has got purpose, which is always positive. Our soul just wants to expand and grow and play. So from perspective of our soul, This is just a playground. So you lose a business award. You're on a safe playground, my darling. But you've got to pick up the jewel. You've got to learn that lesson. So even that is the hard word. So you can emerge as the powerful freaking being you are. So it was actually a positive experience. Even it came in an ugly package. And I strongly believe that this is every, even at the time, it feels horrible. Every tragedy, every loss, every heartache. At the time, it feels horrible. But I promise you, that's my very, very strong belief that if we are open to this is for a highest purpose, positive purpose, 
you will look absolutely look back at certain time and say, thank goodness this happened. Yeah. Grateful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lenka, this is so important because when we go through life like that, there is absolutely impossible to fail Mm -hmm. because all failures and unsuccessful achievements, Mm -hmm. okay, of goals are pointing us to something even more phenomenal. Okay. But only if you have this mindset, right? So talking about mindset, what I would like to ask you now as well is that you talked on one of your videos, which really touched me deeply about the importance of being detached Mm-hmm. when you setting your goals and when you're going for the biggest possible goal. Okay. Mm-hmm. So can you actually talk to us because it was phenomenally delivered. Okay. Why detachment? It's so important in achieving business success or in fact, any success, but let's focus on business success for mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can give us one of the most spectacular examples of it. Sure. When it comes to achieving our personal goals, no matter how big they are. So first and foremost, it's important to realize that we're not as such achieving the goals or creating them from scratch, but rather we are relaxing our senses to be able to experience that reality fully. And let me explain. So that thing that we call potential or a dream or intention, an idea that is calling us, right? oh, I would love to create, I don't know, seven-figure impact on the world. I would love to provide the best for my kids or experience the freedom, find a loving partner. Whatever that goal or, you know, might be, potential, potential. We perceive it as something intangible, something that might or might not happen. But in fact, what it is, it's the higher mind of ours that part of the aspect of our personality that is still us is just a higher part of ourselves that is not limited by the internal filters and limiting beliefs etc etc it's our higher mind is communicating to us what is meant for us what already exists it already vibrationally that reality already exists and we want it we desire for it, that feeling of desire, that feeling, I want this, is all the evidence we need that that is a very tangible reality awaiting for us to relax into it. And what I mean to relax into it is almost like, you know, when you take water and water boils at 100 degrees temperature, right? Now, you can sit there when the kettle is boiling and you can really work for it, push for it, for that freaking water to boil, whatever you want, but it's not going to happen until it's at that 100 degrees temperature. When it's at 100 degrees temperature, that is perfect environment when you can experience for the water to boil. Or you want to listen to your favorite podcast. Yes, Kusha podcast. What do you do? You go to iTunes, you'll find that podcast, you press play. doesn't mean that we just created that podcast. No. It means that episode was already there, but we created the right conditions for us to be able to experience that episode. Does it make sense? So it's already pre-existent. It's already pre-existent. So what we want to do when we're setting our goals is that it's not about I've got to strive for it, I've got to achieve for it, but I've got to almost feel into it. What would it be like? And then follow the intuition with those nudges, what to actually do, create those conditions. 
so we can fully experience it. Now, detachment is important because we are actually filtering that those dreams or so, you know, our physical mind cannot create ideas. That's not the function of our physical mind. It's function of the higher mind. And the higher mind communicates those ideas to our physical mind. So we perceive a physical mind or brain will perceive those ideas, but they may be clouded in a process by our filter, mind filters, such as what we believe to be true, you know, past experiences or decisions we took. So it may not be the accurate, it may not be mm -hmm. the accurate thing that we're thinking of, mm -hmm. but it definitely is a symbol. It's a symbol for where our soul wants us to go for the certain vibration. Yeah. So sometimes my clients are asking, you know, so I don't know if I want Tesla or Audi. It doesn't freaking matter mm -hmm. <laughs> as long as it gives you that sense of expansiveness or whatever is it that you live. Details can change. Mm -hmm. And you want to be detached, obvious reason, because just like you said, it may be just a step to something bigger. It may not be, so we can be assured that, okay, so let's say I want to launch one of my services and my tangible intention goal is to create, I don't know, 100,000 in revenues, okay, in the next month. That might be like a big tangible goal and I'm going to make it happen. But you know what? That may not be the accurate, exactly the accurate thing that the higher mind is communicating to us. We perceive it through our filters. And what happens when we attach to it, then, it, oh, it's a perfect playground for our egos. Oh my God, I'm not getting there yet. Oh my God, it's a little slower than I thought. Whereas when we take it as, it's a symbol. So how will I feel if I did have 100,000 mm. pounds launch? Well, I would feel expansive. I would feel free. Mm. I would feel I'm helping many people. Great. So this is the energy I'm aiming for. This is what I can live now. So I know, screw the numbers. That's right. But I'm going to focus on the energy. So everything that I do during the launch, I can choose it now. And as a result of that, I'm going to get that or better. Mm. I'm going to get that or better. So sometimes it's a perfect match. Sometimes we can get way more than mm -hmm. what we wanted. Sometimes we will experience, you know, like less. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to get something better. So example I probably use, Gosia, is one of my dear clients, Sarah Nigas, who, you know, is incredible, incredible modern day shaman. So I coached her a few years back, you know, to build her business and she grew her business incredibly well. But I do remember when I was in a coaching relationship with her, she wanted to do this group program about shamanism, et cetera, et cetera. And so I was guiding her, I was helping her and she said that, goal and was doing the powerful energy work and was doing the powerful marketing was doing powerful selling and at the end of the process she got only five people which was like maybe 20 percent or even less to what she wanted wow so it was perceived failure okay however in a process of that launching and marketing number one she got herself fully booked with fifteen thousand pounds clients yes you know big clients yes number two she got powerful feedback from the clients group program no my darling that's not what we want we want yes. intimate high level mastermind which we subsequently launched and sold out very easily wow. so she got something much better that's just one of the examples right and one of the examples that you've also given on this video was conversations with the clients yes. the, the discovery sessions that you said very beautifully when you speak to people and you're potentially going to be working with them 
and you have even an inch of attachment to whether they're going to work with you or not they will feel it and they will step back there is nothing more scary than people who are holding on to you you know remember i went to a course very 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 famous course and my friends kept on begging me, come on, Gosha, come, come to this course. And I went, you know, to get them off my back. And I was sitting there in the audience and I was thinking, wow, I love it. Actually, it's quite nice. I could imagine myself, you know, signing up for it, even though that I know all of it, but I want to immerse myself in this. And this guy who sat next to me, he said, what do you think? And I said, that's great. And he just went on and on and on and on. And he felt so attached to whether I will sign or not. And I walked out of there within 10 minutes, completely clear. Even though you had intention to buy. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, he basically put me off it because he was too attached, too mm-hmm. graspy, too holding on to whether I will or I won't. And he also said something like this. You said, attachment is one of the main causes of business failures. Absolutely. Absolutely. You see, you know, as you said, you know, the people love to, buy but we don't want to be sold to you know then and then and and that's not the purpose of sales mm-hmm. you know one of the things i help clients with is what i had to do on my own journey to extraordinary business growth it's to understand the nature of what selling really is mm-hmm. Because I would be excusing, first and foremost, the, the lack of selling. I would have been selling. I thought I'm doing everything I was supposed to grow my business, but actually I wasn't selling because, oh, well, I've got more integrity than that and people can approach me. You know, I just need to prove I'm a great coach, da-da-da. So I was excusing the lack of initiating sales because I consider sales as, oh, my God, it's something, you know. It's dirty word. Yeah, but sale is sacred thing. It's a sacred thing. This is when the moment of sales, when the client makes the decision. I'm Can going I just to... stop you? Because the way you speak about all of that, it's so fresh and so new. Okay. So I want to slow it down and underline something that you've just said that really hit me. Selling, it's a sacred thing. And I have to be honest with you, selling doesn't come easily to me at all. In fact, I should be quite honest and say, I don't like it. Okay, so can you right now in this conversation, inspire me or transform that so I believe as I go off this podcast that selling is a sacred thing. Why is it sacred thing? Okay, so Goshia, my darling. I know you are here to make a big difference in the world, yes? Yes. Now, when you're helping one person, yes, I know that uh, with things like podcasts or anything like that, we're helping many people, but when you take one individual person out of those many people, would you like to help them a little bit or would you like to change their life? Yeah, completely change their life. Of course, change their life. So when somebody wants to change their life, what is required? A change. Yes. Now, here's the thing. Is change easy or is change tricky for us? Well, it depends what kind of change, but typically it's a little bit like birth. That is a bit yeah. painful sometimes. It's a bit painful, yes. In fact, neurologically, we're not built for change. Our brain is built to keep us safe. Yes. So yes. The, our brains don't like any change. It's yes. like, I mean, take this. 
95% of faults that we think every day are repetitive. That's how we are yeah. creatures of habits. So if you want to change lives, you want to change lives. Okay. So what it requires is not just pattern interrupt, but also reinforcing brand new patterns. Now, let's say for the listeners here, this episode may be a nice pattern interrupt as in, Oh, okay. I want to change something about my life, whatever it may be. And I love listening to Gosia and her guests. And this gives me a nice aha moment. So it's creating welcome pattern interrupt in some pattern that they don't like and they want to change. Okay. Yes. But that's not the whole change. Yes. What needs to happen is then integrate a new pattern. Yes. yes? And for that, it's terribly difficult to do it by ourselves. Ah. Uh terribly difficult to do it by ourselves because if we stay in our own heads, you know, and do it by ourselves. So, you know, we've got our ego working all the time and sometimes we get confused and ego is talking, so it must be true. So we talk ourselves out very quickly out of creating a sustainable, real, long lasting change in whatever area of our lives. That's why we need coaches and healers and change makers and service providers to guide us through it, right? Yes. So, now, question for you, do you think you give people better chance to really change through providing free things or through selling, hmm. selling your paid services? Well, I suppose when someone pays, they appreciate more and they show up, they pay attention because mm -hmm. they pay money. So I suppose maybe not always, but most of the time when people pay, and pay a little bit more than comfortable. Yes. There you go. You said it yourself. Yes. yes. They, they tend to change and they, oh my God, I've paid for it, you know, 10,000 pounds. So I better put my focus there. So I suppose, yeah, there is a better chance for people to shift if they pay more money. Infinitely better chance. In fact, what needs to happen, and this is, we're coming to the core of why is that a sacred moment? Because let's take 10,000 pounds as an example, okay? For yes. most people, it's a big chunk of money. Big yes. chunk of money, okay? So for someone to say yes to 10,000 pounds offering, yes. the decision process is it's not like, oh yeah, let me just try it. It's yes. never the case, right? Or it's hardly, you would have to shit ton of money in the mattresses to just throw away 10,000 or do it without thinking, right? So buying decision process slows down mm -hmm. and the client needs to fulfill at minimum this three criteria in their mind to part with that money. Number one, I trust Gosha as I trust my coach. I trust mm -hmm. my service provider. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number two, I trust that offering, whatever she's offering, that program, that sessions, that package is the right container for me. But mm -hmm. this is the key one. Number three, I'm going to make it work. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make it work. So you know what they're doing in that moment when they say yes and when they pay? Yes. They're literally energetically, they're creating their wings. Mm -hmm. It's the biggest shift of the entire coaching or any service. I cannot tell you amount of time. I experienced it for myself, but also with the clients, you know, they come to me because they want to create extra growth in a business, right? I'm fed up with my doing a few thousand pounds or, you know, just enough or whatever to make huge impact on the world and huge impact on my life. So they never even experience like 5,000 or 10,000 pounds a month in their business and they pay me whatever it might be, 10,000 or whatever. The, in next two days, they just made 10,000 pounds like that. Why? Mm. 
Because of the commitment. Because that energetic, massive vibrational shift. It's like they gave themselves permission to succeed. You yeah. see? And then the whole entire, the next three months, four months, six months, whatever it is, it's amazing. Because it, just like you said, I cannot tell you amount of time, my clients tell me, Lanka, if I didn't pay you this much money, I would never do it. But I'm so glad I did. You know, they make the changes that are needed to create that sustainable growth. So they're much more committed, like a sponges and all of that. So the return on investment is far greater for them. Yes. Okay. So that's why you say it's actually a sacred process. Yes. yes? yes because we're calling them into the higher level of their being. Wow. Okay. So there's two things you've said that really touched me today deeply. I mean, everything you've said, it's beautiful, but number one, selling, it's sacred. If it comes from a right place, Yes. if it comes from wishing your clients the highest and the best and Absolutely. a true transformation and you're detached from it and you coming from your heart, so then that's number one. And number two, which I want to also underline is you said that don't strive and try to achieve but relax to already what's there i love it i love it love it love it love it okay so now as can we I just add something yes. can i just add something just for clarification because this is very important so when we're selling because for our listeners you know they might may be asking and they may be questioning okay so it's my job then to sell meaning for the client to say yes no yes. that is still attachment Detachment means that when we're talking to somebody, let's say we're having that sales conversation, okay, yes. or we're making offers, it's not about making them to say yes. It's not about that. Selling is not about that. It's about having that conversation with them and creating that container, allow them to explore and make the right decision for them, whether it's yes or no. So in that sense, we're completely detached. We're just providing the service. Yes. yes? yes. And that's when very important to be detached. When I'm talking to clients on sales conversation, because that's what I used to do, you know, when I was struggling and, you know, that, oh my God, I hope I'll do it right. I hope I'll ask all the right questions. I hope this will turn into the sale. And that energy is really, really unattractive. It's proving energy is very, very repelling for clients. They feel it unconsciously. Yes. So that's when I change it, changed it to you. Look, you know, my only job is to create this container for client to make decisions for them, which by the way, also often means that we've got to say things, be honest with them. So let's say when we feel like they're saying something where they keep themselves small, we say it out of honesty mm -hmm. and love. Do you realize what you're doing to yourself? Do mm -hmm. you realize this is the pattern you need to change? Do you realize? So we bring it up as part of the sales uh, conversation yeah. so we don't buy into immediately, oh, I would love to buy, I can't afford it. It's nothing but masking some fear. So we explore that and we're being honest, yes? Yes. But ultimately, it's not our responsibility or it's not something, oh, I'm just going to make sure that the client says yes. It's not our responsibility. We just hold that energy for them and they can make the right decision for them whether it's yes or no. So that's what ultimately the detachment means in the container or, you know, in selling. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Lanka, that's really inspiring. Now, you know, we've already been talking for quite a long time, and, but I still want to ask you a couple of questions. Sure. So I hope that you can stay with me and answer this question. So 
I have listened to your video, which was called Millionaire's Morning Routine, okay? Mm -hmm. And I was delighted to see that some of the elements in the routine is exactly what I do every day, okay? Lovely. So can I ask you to very quickly, like, give us the essence, because people can go and listen to it, right? But like, give us the essence of the morning routine, apart from the gratitude, okay? Which a lot of people do already, getting into a good state, and saying, which I also do, I am expecting miracles today, right? Yes. Setting yourself for the best possible day, being grateful. Okay, what do you do then next? Okay, so yeah, so that's how I start, okay? And this is just example of, you know, my own personal routine, which is ever so slightly changing as I go. So I don't know when I recorded that, you know, that's been a while ago and it can be found on YouTube. So I may tell you something a little slightly differently that I've all since then. So then, you know, I probably mentioned it when I actually do do my ironing because I iron still uniforms for kids in the morning, which I enjoy. I typically just feed my mind with something positive as in mantras are incredible, contemplating Mm -hmm. on mantras or just listening to some stuff that feeds me positive rather than the negative news or anything. You know what I mean? Can you give us two most powerful mantras that you feel feel that (coughs) has helped you to move from where you were to making millions of pounds every Anything every is possible. Contemplate mm-hmm. on that so much. Anything is possible. Anything yeah. is possible. And anything is. Anything is. It's such a simple thing, but when you contemplate on it, it's very, very powerful. Second one, and this comes from Bashar. It's not my own mantra, yes. but I found it incredibly powerful. My circumstances do not matter. My state of being matters. Meaning... <sighs> My circumstances do not create more circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's my state of being, my energy, how I feel, what I vibrate. Wow. That's what creates, that's what matters, creates nothingness into matter. That creates circumstances. So no matter what those circumstances are, they are on a way out anyway. It matters how I feel right now and I can choose it. Yes? Oh my God. That's my circumstances powerful. do not matter. My state of being matters. So... Those are my two probably absolute favorites. So I either do mantras or I listen, you know, one of my favorite authors I can listen to this book is Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. Yes, yes. I love that book. Yes. Catherine Ponder. Catherine Ponder's amazing author. Very old classic. Anything like that. And then when I have got time to actually sit down, you know, when the kids are in school and it's the beginning of my working day, I do this either in form of visualization and I've got, you know, like a meditation process for that or in form of journaling, but it goes, so it's maybe half an hour. I give it whatever time I have. I've got 20 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour. Sometimes I extend it a little bit, but essentially what I do in this time is I go through my main process, energetic process for the day. And that is first, I invite all my fears and doubts come out. Oh, okay. that's interesting. Now, this may be controversial, but it's because I don't want anything to be in the back of my mind and be functional anyway and affect uh-huh. anyway. I want all those fears. I want to be conscious of them because the only problem that we cannot solve is the one we're not aware of. So I want to be aware of what the workings of my mind, right? So I maybe write them down or, you know, whatever. So there is a specific. So what am I afraid of? Or what am I doubtful of? Or whatever it might be. I've got something very specific. And then I work with them until the point I'm able to recognize that this is just energy. It's not truth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Just yes. any other thought. It's yes, yes, yes. True. It's not me. It's not predictive of anything, but it's not true. So I'm able to dissociate from it and I'm able to say, thank you. I acknowledge you. I see you and I release you. Wow. Yes. So the dealing with those niggling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. doubts, fears, etc., etc. So that would be the first part of the process. Second part of the process will be connecting with the energy of the outcome I want, which is, let's say, I want to continue expanding my impact. I want to continue the sense of flow and purpose and everything else. So this can be a form of visualization or writing, you know, to connect with the energy of what I choose to create mm-hmm. until I strongly feel it in my body. Okay. Uh, oftentimes nowadays, as part of it, let's say I visualize. Now, this is my little trick, secret. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Energetically connect with the right clients. So mm-hmm, it's almost mm-hmm. like I kind of see myself, I guess, as the center of the universe, which really are each yes. and us individually. And maybe like little stars or people, but energetically connecting to us and pulling them towards us. Activating, I call it activating our Beautiful. soul client. Because that's the energetic version, but uh, the physical versions must follow. So anyway, when I feel that energy of the outcome I wish to experience, what I'm creating in my body, this is when I engage my intuition. Because Ah. what I said at the beginning, that we can have intuitive ideas, always will match our energy. So I ask for my intuitive guidance when I'm in the right energy of the outcome. So I simply ask, what is my part in this today? And I listen. Initially, I would be literally listening for three minutes. <laughs> I would put a stopwatch, you know? And okay. for three, three minutes, I would listen. And sometimes I would get plenty of ideas. Sometimes I would get nothing. It doesn't matter. We're communicating with the higher part of our mind. And I would write down those ideas. So that's what I would know, that that is my part. I want I to actually it. add something here, Lenka, because you see, I have a very similar strategy for mm-hmm. my mornings but what it's quite beautiful here is that you've underlined is sometimes you get the answers mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't and i think our duty is to keep on asking our intuitive mind the questions and actually the answers come through a book through a conversation through a client through a situation that we have not actually planned so yes. the answers come to us completely and constantly but maybe not necessarily through a thought but through our life so yes. intuition communicates all the time we need to take part in our job of keeping ourselves in the right state of being absolutely and i think this is what i'm getting out of this interview with yulenka in order to be successful financially on the love level health level on any level all we need to do is to take care of our state of being first absolutely and i'm gonna say something and follow those intuitive ideas Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> because they are often yes. stretching us beyond what is comfortable for us. That's right. They're very often. In fact, they're crazy. Yeah. They're sometimes crazy. Yes. And we need to basically trust those ideas. Absolutely. To jump and to do something which is illogical and against the advice of the authorities and experts yes. often. Very because true. I have learned this in my life that I must not listen to experts mm-hmm. if my intuition basically whispers something else. I need to go at the end of the day with my intuition. Very true. Very true. 
Ah, so all those last words now with you, my darling. I feel so inspired. You would not believe it. Oh. <laughs> How inspired I feel and honored that you've taken this time during this crazy time. I know your kids are at home. They're not going to school. <laughs> and yet you have such a quiet house and you're able to speak to us. So my last question is, if people want to work with you, how do they find you? Oh, thank you for asking. So I have the best place to connect with me is perhaps inside of my Facebook group. It's called Freaking Amazing Women. Fine gentlemen are welcome as well. Just be prepared. I will be calling you gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> they won't mind. <laughs> they won't mind. Freaking Amazing Women. It's like my free community on Facebook. So that's probably the best way co to connect with me. I have a website, lankalutonska.com. And to learn more about my work, perhaps the great, best starting point is the book, Energetic Selling and Marketing, when I outline all the principles of energetic selling and marketing and how they translate into the business growth with integrity and joy and ease. Amazing. Thank you so much. You're hugely welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you. Please share with us what you found useful and inspiring about this episode. If you know somebody who is making a big difference in the world and we should interview them, let us know. Please drop us an email at storiesofexpansion at gmail.com.